0: You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 26, the penultimate round of the 2021 fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Body Slams, because even The Rock could smell what Tim Malia was cooking. Uh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon community of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, our usual co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing
0: really good. Good to have you as well. Uh, so, a fun little thing that happened uh, last week in in our Twitter chats is uh, Ashley sent out a picture of her son at the game and how he was trying to verify that that Blaine was a Sporting Kansas City fan and he promised not to boo the team because yeah. of that. I'm, I which is. Fantastic based on what happened and based on the intro, but I told people before we started the show that we weren't going to get too much into that, but yeah, um, body slams, cards, Twitter and MLS is all a flutter with that. It's not fantasy relevant, uh, except maybe the cards part. So maybe we'll have a, a slight touch on that, but we're not going to dig into that on this episode, but Holy cow. Holy cow. When, when the rock actually makes a comment about MLS, I'm all about it. Sure. That's,
2: good. that's gotta be good for the league. I mean, that's
0: exposure that's right i'm all about it sure
1: i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a pity party for one second though and say when you're promoting something as violent and you're not reprimanding it as violent you're just here to be all pumped because a celebrity paid attention to your league i don't love that for player safety i love the rock as much as anybody but i don't like how mls handled that if Timilia walks away with nothing
0: we shall see for for a different episode, a different show, a different time, but uh, because we are here to talk about round twenty six and uh, what we take it away from from round twenty five, so let's start out by uh, recapping our scores and some of our takeaways from round twenty five. Chat, let me know how you all did, and Blaine, how did your team do?
2: Honestly, not terrible considering I captain Zardes. Oof, I'm I'm not in Champions League, so I had. I'm, I'm kind of playing with some stuff and I had used my as captain for the year. So I actually got one in because it doesn't look like he's playing the rest of the season. Uh, but I did go with Tati Anarango on the bench. So that was 30 points of my 90 right there. Um, overall, not terrible across the board. I think I fell into a few of the traps that other people did like uh, Nashville defense. Zimmerman just didn't pick up the bonus points for me. Um, had I gone with, Fragapane instead of Zardes, that would have been an extra ten points as my captain. That would have put me at a flat one hundred, which I'm not going to uh, uh, moan about making Zardes my captain on the last week. I could. It's that time of the season. Um, overall, not a terrible week. All things considered, I'll live with it uh, and just go on from here. And that actually includes—I don't know how I missed it. I've plugged him on the show last week and Bravo didn't even play for Portland. I guess he was injured out of nowhere, and so I took a, an extra did not play and still got a 90 on a as captain, so I think overall I had a good week. If I was in Champions League, I would be really upset with this, but because I'm fighting just to try to stay
0: top 100, I'm, I'm okay with this result. And plus you're contractually obligated to Captain Zardes at least once. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's just a little thing that most of you all probably don't know. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just p- part of Blaine's just requirements as a host. That's, that's what it is. Ashley.
1: mine is is Captain Breck Shea. Um, so I had something happen to me this week. You guys know this, we've talked about it. That has never happened to me before where I made changes on my laptop and it didn't save. And when I pulled it up on my phone, five different things that I had done once lineups came out, um didn't save and that before anybody says it wasn't user error i hit save i'm not it's it's not one of those things i know that i did i have no idea if my laptop was no longer connected whatever my captain pick changed my striker picks changed to my midfielder picks changed um and those were all because of what i saw in lineups so i missed out on oranga points my captain ended up being a watch because I changed my captain from Mukhtar to heel and they both got the same amount of points. So I can't complain about that too much. Um, but all in all, I think I lost about 18 points, um, in changes that didn't save, but I got an 89, uh, which is not the worst considering all the things that didn't save for me, but still really frustrating because I would have been over a hundred, um, and everything had saved the way it wanted. And I can't even complain about Captain artist, but I did have him. Um, so it was, that's just never happened to me. So it was really frustrating. Um, but it's nice to know, I guess I would have done okay if technology had caught up with me.
0: Yeah, Shannon said her son had the same problem before. So that's a rough, that is definitely a rough break. Seeing some great scores. In chat, uh, 117 is the highest I've seen there. Uh, 113, 111. Yeah, had some fantastic scores. Oh, Patrick made a rookie mistake on his formation, and that cost him 10 points. Where was that a couple of weeks ago, Patrick? <laughs> where was that a couple of weeks ago? Um, no, as for me, I ended up with 102 points. I was really pleased with uh, with the way everything went down. Uh, thanks, thank you, bench. That's uh, that's where i got a lot of that from me. I went with the Mukhtar captain. I did end up going with heel at the end. Uh, Some of that was just based on on the lineup. And uh, Captain Mukhtar, that was fine. Again, I also had Faragopane, which which would have gotten the 11. But if I had been bold and hadn't put him on the bench, I had Higuain on the bench who came away with a 21, which was a nice little bump for me. Uh, I also had DK on the bench. (coughs) And then I had Willis as, as the third guy that swapped in. I also had Gould on the bench, but he did not come in. Uh, which worked out, though. Um, so, you know, didn't, didn't have a lot of love from Nashville, but th- not a lot of love to find with clean sheets this mm-hmm. round. So it would have been would have been kind of rough if you were hunting for that. So
1: I got to shout out the guy that lives with me who got 128 points this
0: week. Because, of course, he does. What was it? <laughs> Is it the week that I sent you some sort of – was it this <laughs> week or last week? No, no, it was because I was like, I'm going to go take YN. Is that pretty, Spencer? No, there hasn't.
1: I that's a new
0: him. thing. Did he captain he started him? Started him. No, he. I, that's that a little
1: too so far for him. Yeah, but no, he he had him. He started him. He didn't even put him on his bench. um But yeah, I mean, 120, I just unreal. I'm proud of him.
0: So I'm, I'm going to retroactive. That's if you captain Gutman last week. Mm-hmm. That says Spencer. That's, that's the new thing. That's our new, that's, that's the fantasy term we've coined this year. If you do something Uh, absolutely bananas and it works out, that's so Spencer. That's what it is. Right. Right there. Uh, But no, so a lot of great scores, you know, at at this point with different people vying for champions league positions, people vying for overall people vying for head to heads, it's kind of hard to tell uh, what the good score was. Uh, I was weak rank uh, 711, with a score of 102. So I'm guessing that might've been a little bit below what some people were looking for. I saw some of those hundred teen scores. Maybe that's what you were looking for if you really wanted to advance or or cut in. But I think if you got 90 or mid nineties and higher, you, you I would have think you would have a good week. Uh, You had a lot of the solid players who came in for you. Maybe you had some good, like I had Wagner on the bench. Maybe you had some good defenders that came through. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think people in those, those mid nineties up to the, the low to mid hundreds, you likely had a a good week. um, And can be happy Mm -hmm. with your score.
1: Well, most of the chalk players, I would say, also got double digits this week. Yeah. The frags, the heel, you know, a lot of the, the people that you pick up for a reason, but still, um, did did well instead of kind of busting out not Zimmerman that got me too but generally a lot of them hit
0: and before we get to our takeaways as was just pointed out in chat uh, yes if if you're listening to this show tonight if you're listening to this podcast right now or whenever tomorrow whenever you get to it because I'm going to try to get this up as soon as possible game start Tuesday game start tomorrow game start today Um, you listen to this like this is this is a quick turnaround we will touch on this again but but one game just one game it is just, just one game. So you if you don't like care that. about that, right right, 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 if you don't care about that, but we'll talk about that. But games do start Tuesday. So be be aware. Uh, with that in mind, this is the final episode for takeaways since we only have one round left. Uh, mm-hmm. Ashley, what kind of fantasy takeaways do you have from round 25?
1: Well, I know I'm going to get flack for this because of who I support as a club, but what is going on with Portland? Um, this was very surprising to me. I liked Blaine's Bravo pick. Like I thought that had good tread. Obviously he got hurt, but, and didn't play at all. But I thought a Portland defender, this, I saw a lot of people pick up Steve Clark as a a keeper. Um, you know, they got five goals scored on him in two games. They lost a two nil lead at home. You didn't see a lot of points out of a lot of their, their normal players. I think Yumi got a 13 and that was it. Um, Fantasy wise, you know, they were not clicking this week. Like I think some people thought they might. Um, So that was really surprising to me. And I don't know if it's the root for the underdog mentality, but holy Miami. I just really enjoyed, and I'm very sorry it came at your expense, but I just really enjoyed seeing them actually pull something off this week. Um, I know that mathematically they're not eliminated yet. So maybe that's giving them some hope and drive, but um yeah that that was just a a big takeaway for me and also talked about this with some of my other uh fantasy counterparts this week Chicago scoring goals Barrett getting back on the scoreboard did I say wrong is it Barrett? Barrett. Thank you um I was just very surprised to see you know not just them putting up as many goals as they did but him getting on the scoreboard twice in one week was surprising um and then I mean it's It's too soon to say it in any super positive way, but Chicharito scored some goals. We haven't said that in a a hot minute.
0: I had him. Um,
1: He he scored a goal a game and he had a hilarious, you know, dive for a yellow that was very Chicharito to me. Um, But it's, it's nice to see him back on the score sheet for fantasy implications. Um, And then I stole it. So Blaine couldn't, you know, out talk me on it, but Rui Diaz, um, He's training, but for fantasy, I don't like him for the rest of the season. Um, I think you might see him next week, but he won't have been in full training for a while. Um, He traveled because he was hurt. So even though he's there, I'm I'm not super pumped on it. However, Nicolas Ladero did travel to LAFC, um, which is a team he tends to enjoy. I think it's a bold pickup, but it's definitely something to pay attention to um without a real striker like rui diaz and just bill bruin and freddie montero i'm interested to see if nico actually gets on the pitch in time to make a fantasy difference so
0: ruby's not there and that's not fair but at least you you have the dancing bear
1: oh i gotta submit that someone's gonna make that a thing
0: (laughs) that's awesome Uh, uh blaine what kind of takeaways did you have
2: yeah um I said it kind of last week and I know it was more private to Ashley, but I was like, I'm not going to expect Rudy Diaz back until the playoffs. And I think this week kind of shows it. Everybody was talking about a return on, on the, in the weekend, play sporting, go for the win. Um, he's just now back to full training. I'm expecting cameo roles from him from now until the playoffs, keep him healthy, keep him kind of fit and then go with that. So that put, put what you want in that for Seattle picks. Um, Same with Ladero coming back. I don't expect him to go full-time for a while, but that means high rotation in the midfield and at the attackers. I know Montero and Bruin are not your regular picks, but you're going to see a lot more rotation here, and that could lead to some chemistry issues on the field too. Uh, Giving up goals if they're giving up the ball in the midfield, it just tread lightly with Seattle going forward because I saw the games this week. They seem to be cooling off just a little bit. I know there's a ton of rotation they had been getting good results with the rotation, but now it's kind of dropping off. Yes, it was Colorado and sporting who are two and three in the West. I mean, it was not a bad one, but Colorado looked really good in that game too. And Seattle's just, they don't seem to have the answers you would expect them to given the way they played this season with some of their backups throughout the season. They just, they seem to have lost their way just a little bit. Um, Reed, Reed took him. So Reed gets all the credit for it, but I Higuain, I told you so I was on him last week. I didn't have, I didn't have it in me to take, but I love that double slate of games. If you took him, congratulations. That was fantastic. Reed gets all credit for taking him. I'm just going to say. For betting
0: against my well, team. That's, that's what yeah, I did. Yeah. Me and Gene. That's what it was this week.
2: Um, Johnny Russell is on a seven game goal streak. Uh, can't, yeah can't under underscore that enough when you're talking fantasy and just form he's seven straight is seven straight um gotta be a guy on the radar and then weird question I have and chat can hit us up with this how close is Arango to leading for the golden boot race um he's he's five goals back of Ola Kamara but with the rate he's scoring right now like how how far off is he could he do this Rui Diaz may not be playing. Ola Kamara is not scoring and hit a dry spell. Uh, Shallowy hasn't scored a little as much lately. Johnny Russell's coming into form. I mean, could Arango steal it?
0: So Uh, we have uh, Ola with 17. Then we have a three-way tie with uh, Busco, Rui Diaz, and Shallowy with 16. Then Bo and Tati with 15. Then behind him. Uh, Chicharito and krylik and Mukhtar with 14. Uh, Arango has 12. Yeah, so no, I, he I would need a- to get a bunch.
2: He's got, but look at the way he's been scoring. And I say this is a fun question just because can he win the golden boot? But if we're talking a guy scoring this much late in the season to make the charge, um, I think he's kind of a set and forget type of player for these last two rounds. I think you just got to run with them and, I jumped on the bandwagon a while ago. I actually traded for him in draft right before he started going off, which has been huge for me. But I, I just, I don't want anybody else to miss out on this. I think he's one of those guys you kind of have to take. He's back to the point where Vela uh, uh, was at one point. You just kind of have to have him because he's way too much of a chance to go off and get you 15 points a round. And anytime a guy's doing that, you'll take a two or a three,
0: every once in a while if it's a 15 most games that plays into a question from chat who wants to know more about what we think about the implosion from DC United. So we haven't been seeing some of that goal pace from Ola Um, this week. DC is on uh, a double home. So they've got some more chances there, but, but what is, what's your take on DC for the remainder of the season with a double home game this week and then finishing up everything next week on the road at Toronto? I honestly don't know what's up with them. I, yeah. I, this is a team that
2: on paper at the start of the season, I liked the way they were built. I liked the way they looked. I thought that the players they had could really get a lot done. We saw what we've seen some good results against solid teams. It's not been bad results, um, they are a little streaky in the goal scoring department at times, which hurts. Um, probably a little more streaky than we've than the numbers have led on because when they stop getting penalties, they stop doing quite so well. I know Ola Kamara has scored eight penalties himself, and I don't know if any others have been scored by other players when he hasn't been on the field. But that's when you start talking, I don't have, let me pull up the standings page because I'm looking at some of the recent results. And I think this last one was kind of an outlier. New York city is an attacking team that if they get on the same page can do this to almost any club. Um, But when you're, when you're scoring so many from penalties and everything else, it really makes you wonder. I mean, they've got 51 goals and if we're assuming kind of safely 10 ish of them, 20% of their goals are from the penalty spot. That's that's a really high number. So I think it inflates what we ex- expect from them a little bit, but I don't know. They're just really in a, in a funk right now. And it hasn't been all bad from them. It's just, they're not getting the wins and the guy, and when they are getting goals, it's not the ones we expect. Uh, they're kind of doing the Houston thing. You've got Ariola, you've got Gressel, you've got Kamara, you've got um, a couple other guys that have scored for them this year. They're just, you, they can score by committee, and even when they're getting them in bunches, they can. It, it's kind of getting spread out. But, yeah, I don't know exactly what's up. I wish I could watch a little bit more of them, but they're massively underperforming. I wish we had Ryan here to tell us how their numbers were compared to their expected goals, whether their expected goals are up and they're just not converting, or if they've been overperforming their goal, their expected goals all season and now they're kind of coming back to earth. But Ashley,
0: do you have anything to, to throw in? I mean, in?
1: you know, I kind of don't. I haven't been able to watch them as much. I've been only able to, to see a lot of their fantasy points in the results and things like that. But I have to be honest, for a, a good stretch of the season, when I look at the lineups and look at the results, I was always surprised, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't sure how these pieces were fitting together outside of, of Ola. Um, so I, th- I w- would tend to think that the result this weekend was a bit of an off result. Um, but DC United this season has just been a team I haven't been able to figure out. So I don't know. Maybe they are, you know, running out of gas. Maybe this is a one-off. Um they're not a team that I ever heavily went to outside of like a Grussell, an Anola, and Andy Nahar. Um, so I don't know how you know not viable those players are this week. i, I think they're a pretty decent shout playing Red Bull at home, you know, two home games, Columbus two. Um but the way that you know their stats were this past weekend it makes it tough to to pick them back up
0: i i think the the answer is it's pretty easy with dc for, for me and it just comes down to injuries they've they've been a team that's had to deal with a lot of injuries throughout the season they started the season this way they still have some people lingering and uh, i think that's been a big part of it uh, the the math is I don't know if it's in their favor. They're just a couple of points behind. They could still make it. So I don't know if they've imploded. I think they got a hard game this week against Red Bulls. They have some good defensive prowess there. Uh, It's I think it slowed down for Ola Kumar, but a lot of it I think is just injuries. So I I think it's just the way the pendulum swings. They've hit a rough patch and that game against DC. Did not or against uh, New York City did not help. And the game against New England was just tough. That's that's a tough home home game. They're a tough away team. They're Supporters Shield winners, so New England's a a tough team. So that's just what it comes down to. So I I I don't want to say don't read into it too heavily. I'm not targeting a lot of, of DC guys myself uh, but it, it just is I think this is what it is with with injuries and um, just some some schedule. Uh, the other takeaways I had before we move on, I want to touch on one thing what Ashley said and, and I think that some people are still sleeping, putting down underestimate, underestimating underestimating Vancouver. I, I think that's part of the reason is that they're not this pushover team. From the beginning and Portland saw that. I mean, they, they have some skill. It's it's not like they're this hunker down bunker zero clean sheet kind of, but they've, they've got some offensive talent. They've got some defensive ability at times. Uh, so they, they have pieces in play and I don't think you can expect Vancouver to be a pushover as we were and shouldn't for, for the remainder of this, of this season. Uh, and then also, as I already mentioned, I know last week uh, Gene was talking about betting against New York city for everything going all in with Atlanta and betting against these guys. And I just had a huge Good. laugh uh, seeing those six goals that New York city put up against these because <laughs> I was like, Gene. I kept thinking about Gene the whole time, but the fantasy takeaway is Tati had a great score. And that's exactly why we've talked about Tati all this season mm-hmm. is these underlying stats are, are, can be bread and butter. And they're the reason you look to these guys from weekend to week out. Yeah. All right. Well, that is enough for our recaps. Let's move on to our housekeeping section, and we're going to be mentioning when this round starts. All right. Housekeeping. First, congrats to our league winners. I. Uh, you- one more round to go, everybody. Uh, MLS Fantasy Boss and the Reddit League. Nawa Jawa, still leading that. Discord Feeling, Keen to Rad is in the lead. And then over at Patreon, a lead change. MLS Fantasy Stats, Ryan is back on top right there. Moving over to our head-to-heads. We are in the playoff period of all the three head-to-heads that I run. For some reason, I was not able to view the upcoming matches for the Discord playoff. Uh, but there should be... A, a semifinal mm-hmm. going on right now between the top four teams after last week uh, from the eight. So, good luck to you all who are playing. I couldn't view who you were for some reason. Over in the Patreon league, uh, we have uh, a bunch of of uh, Discord of uh, great supporters and names that we've mentioned throughout this year. We have Jason Morris, one of our top supporters, who going is going up against Paul Tomerdal. And uh, that should be a good match. And then Ted Firestone, another longtime supporter of the show, versus Ryan Walker. So good luck to you all as you uh, play to get to that final spot. And then over in the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Invitational League, uh, this is coming down to a battle of titans and myself. Uh, but we have Matt Pollard versus me in uh, in this, this semifinal round, which Matt will be our guest for the final episode the final preview episode next week. So that'll be a fun one, but yeah, Matt and I are going head to head in the host invitational. And then Skylar is going head to head with black and red. uh, One of the long time discord members, uh, show supporters, uh, former champions. So we've got former champions going head to head right here. So some, so like I said, big games in the host invitational, big players and myself who are all seeing if we can get a spot at, at the final. So yeah, that's something Matt and, and Skylar are one and two going into this. So it's, uh, it's going to be crazy. As I previewed at the top of the show, or near the top of the show, the start time for round 26 is Tuesday, October 26th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with LAFC versus seattle now it's important to know that lafc is a single game week team this week and seattle is a double game week team this week so if you have any shenanigans or a ruse that you're planning on uh keep that in mind but if you want to have players from those two teams you need to have them set by 10 30 p.m on tuesday which is tomorrow if you're listening tonight or today if you're listening on tuesday and if it's not tuesday you still have time to do things with your team but just not for those guys. So, uh, not for LAFC and Seattle. So, just be sure you get things sorted out by Tuesday is your best bet. This is a big double game week. Uh, as far as double game weeks go, uh, we have Seattle, San Jose, New York Red Bull, Miami, Toronto, Sporting Kansas City, DC United, Nashville, Colorado, Philadelphia, Minnesota, New York City FC, Columbus, LA Galaxy, Atlanta real salt lake dallas cincinnati and orlando so a lot of good options there Uh, as far as the double home teams we have dc united atlanta and dallas for your double away teams you have colorado nashville san jose and la galaxy and then just so we say them the single game week teams that are left are lafc new england chicago portland vancouver houston Austin, and Montreal. If you are looking for switcheroo options, you have a couple different ways to approach this. You can either load up early so you are sure to see a first lineup and have those players be listed as did not play, and you can definitely get your aru's going how you want them so you can look to LAFC if you want to have guaranteed players who are not playing based on seeing the lineup. If you want to wait later so you can preview more scores and maybe get some options of switching some players in, you're probably going to look at Houston because they play the latest in the round, but you may just be just saying whatever by that time. So, but those are your two strategies you can look at. You can go with the early game with LA you can go with the late game with Houston. However you would like to do or a combination of both. Uh, as far as suspensions and injuries go, I'm going to turn it over to Blaine and a quick caveat. I might disappear at some point to deal with uh, baby Rue.
2: Yeah, um, I think first and foremost, I don't know that we've even highlighted on the show yet. Congratula- congratulations to New England. They've won the Supporter Shield. Um, that does have fantasy implications at this point. You've got some stars on there who have had some injuries throughout the season. Um, Bruce Serena is not a guy to rest his players too much, but we've got two weeks, three, four games left for a lot of these teams. I think they're on the singles, so I think they've got three games left. You may see some rest and some rotation here. You may see guys playing 45, 60 minutes just to stay fresh, and then come off. Um, I could see Heel doing that quite a bit in these last three games. Get him run out there, get him stretch his legs, let him play, and then pull him off. So just watch for that. Don't bank on some of those home run hitters coming out and playing a full 90. Um, it's just we've seen it. Um, I don't think Arena's the guy that's going to rest his players outright and just say you're not playing. I think he's going to try to run those guys out there. But just keep that in mind when you're making your picks, uh, especially with them being a single game week option. Uh, Discord chat was really quick to point it out tonight. Uh, Vela is no longer on the injury report for LAFC. Um, That changes the complexion of this team, and I don't know if it's good or bad all the time. Uh, we speculated on that at different times throughout the season. Um, if he is healthy and they need to make a playoff push, which they are currently not in the playoff picture, they are three points behind Vancouver in seventh place. Vancouver's in seventh place and their level on games played, they're el- ourselves in eighth with uh, with the game in hand, so they could leapfrog it both, or they could leapfrog Vancouver, but I mean, LASC really has to get past two teams here at the end of the season to make it to the playoffs. So you may see a lot more of Bella, or you may not see him at all because the chemistry they've had and the goal-scoring run they're on without him right now is insane. Just keep that in mind. He is potentially healthy. Um, we've got some yellow card notes in here. Um, Tyler was great to get some of this out to us early today. Um, Draw Hollow is suspended for a game. Uh, looks like We've got Mukhtar Nathan for San Jose, Arujo, and I'm not, I'm going to assume that's Atlanta's midfielder, not the LA defender who we never um, take. I think it's the LA defender. I'll, do, I'll double check while you're
0: talking. I'm pretty sure these are guys who have served their their yellow oh, card. They served already. During okay. their double game week.
2: Okay. Mukhtar, Nathan, Arujo, Metnair, and Polster already served there, so they're safe the um, may be suspended watch for that he picked up one gasper is suspended uh, we've got lucho acosta moreno for atlanta and trophies for san jose are still on the watch list um, uh, wagner is probably a new addition to the potential yellow card list as well um, so keep an eye on those those are kind of our warning players that we've got i don't know if anybody else has picked one up The notes we have are kind of choppy. And then Cruz for Cincinnati picked up a red on the weekend. So he's out for the next game. And other than that, I think we're all pretty much back to normal.
0: Yeah. And the Wagner one was something that people went back and forth on a lot this week is if he was one away or if he was, is he at the four where he needs to wait for the good uh, incentive or is he one away from getting to the four? And I believe the ultimate decision going back through was one of his red cards was a double yellow, I think, or he got a yellow, then a red, but the math works out and he is definitely at four where he is still waiting for that, that uh, uh, the good, I, I just, I've just gone blank. Uh, the good behavior be incentive, happy. there we go. So uh, yeah, but definitely Wagner is is someone who is on watch. All right. I think that's all. Yeah, that's be, be sure to check out the discord channel to see what the latest updates are. You can find that in the pin at the top right ish corner of there. Uh, head over to MLS fantasybosscom slash discord. If you want to check that out. That's the easiest way to become a part of the discord community and have access to a lot of the chat and tips and heads up and the, the weekly poll poll that comes out. It's it's a really great way to be involved and stay up to date and we'll be going after the season. So you can just have friends to chat with as well. Uh, yeah, so head over for all of that. Uh, and then also Blaine had mentioned the standings. As we mentioned last week, I'll put it in the description as well again this week. If you'd like to, keeping up with who has a chance of making it and who doesn't is important. And you can head over to mlssoccer.com to see their rankings. You can also head over to the site I like to go to often, which is 538, And you can look for their uh, MLS Club Soccer Predictions and they will show you just their percentage chances for... Someone making the playoffs, making the first buy round, making the supporter shield. So you can really kind of maybe even see if you can gain any insights from that as well. But it's it's fun. It's some fun stats and charts and colors and, and uh, things to look at and consider when you're picking your players. But enough of that. Let's talk about the actual players who we are looking at for round 26. All right, now let's talk player targets for round 26. Uh, But first, some promising games. Ashley, what are you looking forward to?
1: I like both Atlanta games this week. I feel like we've been here before. I feel like we say this every time they have a double home game, but I really do like both of their home games this week. Um, For me, this is kind of a up on Atlanta. I, I know what we said about Miami scoring goals and stuff, but still, to come into Atlanta, I like that matchup. Um, And then I like them playing Toronto another team that just looks tired and bad to me right now. Um, On that same page, I like Philly at Toronto. I know it's going to Canada, but it's not that far from Philadelphia. It's not a ton of travel. Um, And I think that Philly are in good form and Toronto is not. Um, I like LA going to sporting. I think that that should be a great game to pick up some points from sporting players. I don't really think that LA is going to bring a lot um, into that game, and then I like Nashville at Orlando. Um, I just there's something about that that seems like some good fantasy points to me. Um, Orlando is pretty close to clinching, or did they clinch this? They clinched this weekend, right? Um, but they're just such a crazy team to watch, especially from a fantasy perspective. And um, if Nashville doesn't rotate, which you know throws a lot of things off when they do, um, I think that that could be a good game as well.
0: Lane what about you?
2: Yeah I'm I like the Atlanta games with Ashley but I think I like the Philly set better. Um, it's just you've got two teams right here that are that have a juicy double set and when we talk about it Philly's playing the exact same set that Miami just played. It's Toronto and FC Cincinnati and um, and a Miami team that has not been scoring enough goals lately dropped eight on these two teams combined. And now we get to see Philly go against them. Like that's just, I, I don't know how you can't highlight that as probably the best setup for a double game week. You could see. Um, I like Red Bulls versus DC. I think that's just going to be a fun one. That's a pseudo rivalry. That's an old 96 rivalry coming back um red bull seemed to be finding some form dc just got shelled it'll be fun to see how they play um if you're gambling on dc being a little bit worse off right now loading up on red bulls for that one may not be a bad one and then i kind of like the fc dallas versus austin game Mm -hmm. and with dallas being on a double home that's just a really juicy matchup to get into for game two um one of my players has been in a good run of form lately and that matchup just looks like a good spot to continue it. So I'm, I'm hoping that that one doesn't burn me because I'm thinking about loading up right there.
0: Yeah. You all touch on a lot of the ones that I'm looking at as well. Uh, a few others. I'm looking forward to those RSL games. I think there's some points there they're pushing for a spot in the playoffs. And so I think that could be uh, some good, good point potential. Um, Yeah. the, the philadelphia game is awesome the atlanta games i think are awesome there's there's some great point potential right here and uh, i'm even looking forward to the new york city games because i think that has a great shot at some defensive points so uh, i think there's some definite definitely uh, a lot of options you have for for fantasy points and uh, yeah you guys are touching a lot of them so no no big differences there Let's move on to keepers, defenders, and clean sheet chances starting with consensus picks. Ashley?
1: Yeah, I think we all put Lennon and Wagner, Wagner on our teams. Um, I think you could, you know, if you're trying to get creative, do a version of those two from those same teams. Um, but we pick them up for their offensive bonus potential um, along with the shutout potential for this week. So those were the two consensus picks that we all three thought would make
0: our teams, yeah. Blaine, who else were you uh considering, or does anything else you want mm-hmm. to add to why you went with Lennon and Wagner?
1: Uh, yeah, I like
2: Wagner's just been so offensive this season, given that. And I know we'd said he's on yellow card warning, and I know that news came out after we'd all kind of put our names in the list, but none of us went in and switched it either. Um, Toronto has been that bad that I will take the risk on Wagner in that first game picking up a yellow and getting suspended for the Cincinnati game, because I just, I like the way they play. I like the way the team set up. I don't like the way Toronto plays. I think that single game floor for Wagner is good enough to keep him on the off chance. He doesn't pick up a yellow, which he's about, I'd say he's about 50 50, whether he's going to get a yellow or not. And so if he doesn't, you get the second game and you get to see another score. If he does, I still think that game is worth going at and I don't see a ton of other double game week options. I really want to target as heavily. And it, I mean, there, you may go safety. If you're, if you're in champions league, if you're up there in the points where you want to be, if you're in the prizes, yeah, don't take Wagner, take somebody like a who is going to get you a more consistent points. But if you're trying to make some moves, I think Wagner's got it. And on that line of thinking um, really, Atlanta and Philadelphia are my two clean sheet shots this week. I think they've got probably the best odds for it. And you're, get, you're picking up that double game week from both of them. It's They're playing well. They're playing against some of the weaker offenses. Um, and I like that. So I'm, I'm torn on my goalkeeper pick right now. Um, I'm either going with whoever LAFC runs out, which I think is Blackman right now, or Fry for that Tuesday night game just to see a score. I think you're crazy if you don't do it. You've got a single game on Tuesday. You have to pick one of those goalkeepers. But then you're looking at your primary keeper in the starting role if one of those doesn't get the, if your pick doesn't get the clean sheet. And I'm torn on Guzan and Blake at this point. I think I like Atlanta's clean sheet shouts better, but I'm also curious if I want to double up on the Atlanta attack. meaning I don't take Guzan because I do have Lennon and I don't think I'm dropping Lennon. I think I I think he's probably one of the better defenders to have for offensive <laughs> potential. So I'm real I'm kind of leaning towards Guzan as the better keeper, but it may end up being Blake just because I want that extra Atlanta attacker at the final <laughs> moment. But I think you're fine with either one of those. And then my third defender because I'm I'm running two scrubs is Hollingshead. He's back to the Hollingshead we used to love that was a defender playing out of position and racking up offensive bonus points. He's scored a couple of goals lately. I just think he's back, and that Austin matchup is just a great one for him to get forward and really get involved. So if I had to be pressed to say my best group, it's going to be Guzan, Lennon, Hollingshead, and Wagner this week. Just to sum up who I've got, but there is some room for flexibility depending on what you're at or if you want to double up on Atlanta attackers.
0: Now, let's point out in chat that uh, Andre Blake does have a red dot in his name. Uh, I I do not know why he has that red dot in his name. So that's definitely one to keep to keep an eye on uh, if that is is something that you're interested in.
2: Patrick just said the, uh, he's available. The app is always behind. Um, he plays for Jamaica, so he does do some of the international and they don't always get those updated in time.
0: Ah, is that still from, from the Jamaica game? Jeez, I
2: don't know. They're. They're always slow.
0: At Skylar, that's all I gotta say. (laughs) Just at Skylar. All right, Ashley, who about you?
1: Yeah, um, I'm considering a keeper this week, but I I kind of said the same thing when we all talked. I might just start a keeper, um, but I'm struggling with, and I know it'll sound like I'm jumping ahead, but this is my reason why. I'm struggling with which keeper between Guzan, Sean Johnson, and Philly. I I also assumed it was Blake. I ignored the red dot Um, because I want three field players from both of those teams, all three of those teams. Um, So I'd like to double up on Minis and have Lennon from Atlanta. I want Priz. Wagner and Montero from Philly I want Tati Cheneau and Maxi for NYCFC so it's going to come down to who I start is going to come down to which field player I feel like I can part with Um, I'm leaning towards Brad Guzan. I think any of them are great options I don't I don't always agree with Blaine when he says that you should take someone from LAFC in Seattle just to see because it's a single game because I don't think that matchup is great for shutouts um so I don't know that it's great to just bite at an apple because it's there um you know LSU are scoring goals Seattle's not scoring as many goals as normal but they tend to go into that stadium and produce if you look at the stats if you look at the history no matter who they bring down there it happens um so I I don't love chomping at that game but to to the point that Blaine was trying to make if you don't then basically you're going to have to do what I'm saying, which is just pick a keeper because there's not a lot of wiggle room in any of these double game week windows that I think is, is even meritable. I mean, you could do someone from the what 7:30 games. And then there's games that don't start until 10, but those four teams are Portland, San Jose, Vancouver, and Minnesota, which are teams that I don't necessarily think are great to choose from either. And I don't, enjoy any of the single game week matchups as well um so i can see going you know whoever lafc has as a keeper now it, i mean it's really rotated that's something i don't like about it either um or Stefan fry with a somewhat struggling seattle defense um but i don't know that, that that's what i will do um i think i'll just pick one of those three keepers Kuzon, johnson or blake and just roll with them
2: and see, actually, I want to. My point on that is, let's just assume the, the best and the worst here. Your LA Seattle keeper gets a clean sheet. You get eight nine points right there. You just lock it in and you're done. You don't take the risk of you, you just you, okay. Blake may see two games. Guzan may see two games. Mm-hmm. Or as you as you pointed out, hey, I got it. If I get an eight from an LA keeper in that first game. I've now got three field players from both Philadelphia and Atlanta and I don't have to choose my keeper. I mean, I'm just, you're, you're free and clear at that point to do what you want. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to use up an LAFC spot that you weren't going to be using anyway, because outside of Urongo, you're not taking anybody else from LAFC this week. Why not throw them on your bench and just grab your double game week keeper that you're going to play regardless. You get to see a score. Worst that's going to happen is you're going to lose half a million dollars. of Your value which at this point doesn't matter at all. Like it's see a score just to be safe. And if you get a good one, great. If you don't, you
1: weren't planning on it anyway. So you're not out anything. Yeah.
2: I totally see. my logic there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I see the logic. I just don't even know for me if it's worth it because of what that matchup is. But I understand the logic completely and agree with it.
0: No, oh, perfect. I don't have to get into that because you guys have already covered it. Uh, but no, that's what Shannon pointed out in chat is that she's struggling because all of those teams play at the same time. And that's exactly the problem. All three of those teams you're looking at, they all start 730 on Wednesday. And that's going to be really tough for for balancing because um, it's Seattle has the slightly better percentage chance of a clean sheet in that game. But who knows what happens if Vela comes back or Rui's out or if there is more rotation just waiting for something against. Uh, LA galaxy at the end. So who, who knows what's, what's going to happen. I mean, those are both teams in their conference though. So those, that's, those are both important points. So that that's, that's a big, a big toss up and that is the road game. So um, it's, it's definitely a scratcher. I'm looking at the same people right now. I have it on Sean Johnson. Um, most would be to see what would happen with Chicago, Miami. I am on the fence though, definitely looking at Atlanta, because I I like that probably slightly better, that Miami-Toronto combo, because Chicago did get a little bit of bite back to them, and I'm contributing most of the bite that Miami had to playing against Cincinnati. So um, other than that, as far as defender options go, you guys have covered a lot of them. I also agree with Cheneaux as as a great option for um, – for defender. I mean, you could look at some of those New York city players, and I think he just has a, a good consistency with the yeah. kind of points production. Some of the other guys, um, they've uh, just mentioned in chat. Yeah. Amundsen was someone who I've seen mentioned. He does usually sit. The point production can sit his, his floor isn't as high. And so, uh, that's what I like about Cheneau. Uh, better. you, we mentioned how DC was kind of in a slump. You could look at DC this week. They, they have two home games. I'd mostly be banking on the DC game. New York got a bit of a bite to it. Sorry, not DC, the Columbus game uh, with Jossie out to see how that impacts their attack. You would probably expect Zillowar around to step back up. Uh, New York Red Bulls have shown they can score as well. So I'm a little hesitant with that, but you could look for, for a DC player. There's been some rotation there as well. So you just want to check and see who's starting. That would probably be more like my fourth or fifth, Defender team to look to, um, so I, someone I'd probably cut for for to switch a rubate right there. Of course, you can look at Nashville if you still want to bank on those double away games. I don't like the Orlando one as much as I like the Cincinnati one. So betting against Cincinnati there for Nashville if you want to pick whoever starting. I think Romney's probably the safer pick right now just from some bonus point production but whoever's there you can look and see just just who you want to in that in that first game that's what's nice about them playing Cincinnati in the first game is as you can see that lineup and not have to worry about those rotations Uh, other players I'll just throw out there for people to think about you can of course go with Gutman he's been a solid player did very well as a captain for people in the past even on on the the home and away rotation Uh, he has good bonus point potential You could look at Fontas. I I find him still more of an average bonus point producer. He's not quite up there with some of those fantastic guys who tend to, like Wagner is a guy who consistently gets these high bonus points pops up there. I don't see Fontas on that level, but he's, he's a name that's that's right there. Um, Antonio Carlo over at Orlando should be, I think he served one of his suspensions this past double game week. For, for them. Uh, he's been a good bonus point producer. Definitely an option there. You could look at Nathan, but two San Jose games on the road and him on a card watch. I'd be really worried about him getting, Nathan getting a card. Um, and then if you wanted to follow points, Dallas does have two home games. Hollingshead did get a goal. I don't think Lightning will strike twice, but Hollingshead is a very offensive player and you could have some potential uh, bonus points from him. Uh, RSL is is an okay game. uh, If you want to look at that, uh, but they're also going up against Austin and that's probably the better chance for, um, for bonus points for a Dallas player. If you're looking at defense right there, I think that covers a lot.
2: A couple you missed that I think just need to be highlighted because I deal with them for draft more. So I think we got to highlight Colorado, Rosenberry (laughs) for attack Wilson for kind of a more steady defender, um, that second game at Houston isn't a terrible shout for them. If you're looking for a double game week guy, their first game isn't the greatest yeah, playing New England, but on the road to New England, I mean, it's a double road game, but if you're looking for something a little different, something a little out there trying to get some differentials, Colorado has got to be kind of in the list. They've got some guys that have been doing it. Abubakar, if he's healthy and playing, not doing something crazy. I mean, they've got some good bonus point producers there as well and a decent clean sheet shout.
0: The only problem with, with that is in all reality, you're looking at maybe scrubbing at least one defender. So you're looking at three to four defenders and, I definitely like Philadelphia's lineup of against Toronto and Cincinnati better than Colorado's double away game. I like Atlanta's lineup of Miami and Toronto better than I like Colorado's double away game. And I like some of the consistency that we get with Shano better than Colorado's double away game. I mean, they're playing against Miami, Chicago gives up goals as well, um, but that, there's a chance for a clean sheet there. So I just, I just don't know if Colorado gets that high for me. He definitely, definitely a great differential shot. Don't want to, don't want to squash that, but, but that's why I'm not looking at the Colorado is just because I'm, I'm just not sure about um, how they stack up against some of those other guys. Uh, Let's move on now to our midfielders. Ashley, what's our consensus?
1: Atlanta. (laughs) And that's, and that's about it for all three of us. All of us are looking at either Moreno or Marco. Um, you know, Moreno on the yellow card watch, I think it's pretty possible. Um, I don't know if I think it's probable. Barco sat out because he had a red card. So um, I think choosing either has merit to it. Um, I could see a lot of people doubling up this week. I don't know that I'll go that route, but I these are the types of games where you've seen that a lot in the past. Um, but our general consensus picks are Merino or Barco. Um, and then to add to that, I like Maxi Morales this week. He's not producing the same types of points the last couple rounds um, as I would have expected, but I still like him with these with these lineups. I like him going into playoffs. Um, I like Mukhtar. Uh, I can see why you wouldn't, but I still do. Um, and then I like Rusnak this week. We're going to talk about Kralik. I see the Kralik. They've kind of gone back and forth um this season but looking at some of the stats and looking at some of the matchups i'm a little more drawn to rusnak than krylak i think there's a lot of other good midfielders that you can look at this week midfielders in general are i, th- I think the the ones i'm having the most trouble fitting into my team i also like montiero from philadelphia um we haven't been able to pick him in a while <laughs> Because he was leaving, and then he didn't. Um, whatever that whole fiasco is, I'm sure we'll we'll hear about it at, at some point. But um, I like him this week because, like Blaine said earlier, I really like those Philly matchups. So um, I'm going to give him him a shout this week and see if it pays off.
0: Blaine,
2: yeah, I'm kind of Team Barco right now as I put my lineup together sure. on the Atlanta picks. I just I think you could go really, you could go any two of the three that they have with Moreno and Arujo. there. That's just, they've all been hitting consistently lately. I don't think you'd be bad taking both of them. Um, my, I, I'm saying I'm leaning Barco, which makes me nervous that Moreno's really going to go off. Um, okay. But I think Barco plays better when they're out there together. I just, I feel like he's had the better run. So that's one of those watch the watch the owned percentages maybe if you're looking for differential go for the one that's least owned um I'm back on Fragapane I like the matchups um Vancouver is getting better I think Vancouver scoring goals I don't think their defense is quite there yet um there and I but I really like the Minnesota's chances of getting at least a goal or two against Sporting it's just the way those teams play. It's the way that matchup goes. He's going to be able to exploit some space on the wing. I just I like him this week for both of those. Um, I want the RSL coverage as well. I'm kind of leaning Krylock because it's the point chasing one. He's been the be- He's in better form right now. I would love it if Rusanek goes off. That would really help my draft team. And I've kind of stuck with snack probably a little too long, knowing that the forms with Krylock because I've been trying to pull for those uh, draft points, but. I, I think I want the RSL coverage. Um, I'm in on one of the Philly midfielders. I want to see who starts and how they line up that first game. It's either Gazdag or Montiero. Gazdag just got a brace, which is hard to ignore. And Montiero really hasn't been getting on the score sheet since he's been coming back since he came back. The bonus points are starting to be there. I think it's only a matter of time as they get as they get back to playing together. And this is a double game week set that just saw Miami score eight goals. I don't think you can understate how important that is for Philly to get back to scoring ways and get some of these midfielders involved. So I want to see what the rotation looks like for the midweek game, but I am going to go with the Philly midfielder, whoever starts of those two probably, but they've got some younger guys that have been playing really well that could step up and then kind of a surprise one. It's a guy I've been waiting for to to come back. Um, a guy I've liked off and on this season, but he got hurt and then fell out of favor, and I just don't know. But Custer's junior, I think, is the midfielder that Red Bulls have been missing. He has got a 12 and a 13 in his two starts since coming back. Um, huge potential. I love the matchups this week. I just I think this is one of those chances where he could really step up and shine. Montreal's defense is good most of the time. But I I like the way the team's playing. Red Bulls look much better in attack with him out there. DC just gave up six for the midweek game, so the midweek game looks good. I don't know. I think I'm just going to try to ride that bubble. I've been looking for a Red Bull midfielder to really step up, and now that he's back, I love the way Red Bull's playing out of the back. I love the way their defenders are scoring bonus points, and I think it's just going to translate all to the – all of this. And he's, he's been that focal point in the midfield. And I think he's going to be able to find at least another goal this week. So I'm going to ride with him and just see what happens, but it's nice to have a Red Bull midfielder that you can actually pick for once.
0: Uh, yeah, you guys have covered a whole lot of them. I agree. <laughs> of course, um, Reno Barco, but I think, uh, Patrick makes a very good point about Barco, how he is rested because he did not play in that second game. And so there will be some maybe some more legs there fired up from the last red card with uh, the dust up, as he put it, with with Toronto. Um, but then uh, Araujo, I think, is actually actually, yeah, a very good. A good one. You, if you're going to go with two of those attacking players, you could have some some choices this week. Uh, I'm also on Crylock If you're going to go with RSL, I just like you're very much true actually with crylock rusnak that's been the conversation all year i kind of fall down on crylock this week um though rsl is probably on my fringe of if i do or don't want rsl this week but i do like the potential uh saw gressel mentioned in chat yeah i like him as an option he's he's done really well with with assists this this season could have some potential this week as well um uh, other players montiero I'm, I'm on the fence with i will probably go with him just because of the matchup but he's his ceiling's been a little weird since he's come back uh but but i do like that i think we have to talk about colorado at this point uh, price is always a guy who seems to have a decent floor but is he is he out or was he out last week there was something with price i think he served
2: he served the yellow card system served it
0: okay um you can look at him i don't know i or, your, or other Colorado midfielder options. Perhaps you'd want that. But you can kind of copy and paste what I said about defenders. I think there's some other guys i like better. But I'll throw them out there as an option because they, they, they can produce. Uh, I'm not quite sure about the New York City midfielders. They tend to share points and score around. And maxi has been a little hot and cold as well. So I, I could see myself not necessarily needing uh, or feeling like I need a New York City midfielder, especially if I go with Tati as a forward, I think, I think that would be, uh, yes, Tyler from chat, he who shall not be named. <laughs> no, I don't have anything wrong with saying Barrios. I just don't pick Barrios. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I would feel like I need a New York city midfielder. If I have Tati as that coverage, mm-hmm. uh, for those guys. So I, I like a lot of the midfielders. There's, there's some, some solid options. I think that's someplace where you could make a concession, um, go with some more variety if you would like and i think just because we have to mention it because what's the show if we don't mention it is a single game week heel worth it at home against colorado
1: it depends on the lineup right like bruce Bruce Arena doesn't care about your fantasy team so when they subbed in orlando it's the new england fantasy points that we're used to but depending on who they start against an out-of-conference Colorado, no. Right? Like, and I'm not just saying if he doesn't start. I'm saying, like, if Bo and Buxa don't start, or Bo or Buxa don't start, is it here, worth it?
2: Here, here's my thing. They clinched the shield, and I know we don't, shouldn't put too much stats in this, but Nashville's leading the league in clean sheets with 13. Right behind them is Colorado with 12. Colorado, and this is why I shouted him even as a road defense. They are still one of the stronger defenses in the league, even on the road. I, If New England was on a double, I would say, yeah, you could take them. But I, I wouldn't trust New England playing against Colorado with the potential for rotation. I just I can't do it. I can't take heel. And really, I don't see any single game week options. I really like this week. I think the two bites at the apple is worth so much more because there's not. The, the names we've been going with are playing doubles I don't see any singles and Heel's numbers have been good I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash Heel for not playing well but Heel's numbers aren't the early season MVP numbers that we got used to seeing mm-hmm. he's hitting double digits I'm pulling him up right now he's hitting double digits he got a 13 and a 14 lately but he's also got a five and a seven in there with an 11 I mean He's hitting those double digits, but we're not seeing the 15s, the 18s, the consistent 10s that we want. He's been up and down a little bit since coming back. Or no, sorry, I'm on the wrong part of the schedule. Yeah. Oh, he's only got one double digit in the last, like, five weeks. It's – I was looking at it before the injury. Yeah. Since then, he's not hitting those double digits. He's not doing heel things. I think he's still great. But, I mean, even his 10s got a goal in it. So, I mean, he only got five. It's just, Heal's not the heel he was before the injury. I, I don't want to say he's cooling off. I just think it's a little bit conservative. He hasn't played quite the same minutes. Just protecting him. We should see him back in the playoffs, but I wouldn't I wouldn't trust a Heal against a good defense like that.
0: I think the only other shout you could possibly have for a single game week midfielder might be Yimmy. Um, he's probably been the most consistent there. Uh, they are playing against San Jose, which has struggled at times. So if, if you were doing the weird keeper thing we were talking about, you might look at Portland this week potentially as a late keeper. But I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But if if we're looking at a single game week person, I, I think we had to talk about heel. I agree with everything you say about not, not wanting that. And I'm a little turning around on Colorado as far as maybe they would be my fifth <laughs> player for D, instead of D.C. Um, based on that lineup, 100%. Uh, but I think also if you wanted a single game week player, which I, I don't think he would make my cut at all um, yeah. based on the other quality we have. But I think Yimi would be one of the other names that I would at least mention of if we're talking single game week people. But we're not talking about single game week people. We're talking about forwards for round 26. So let's talk about who we like for this and the consensus pick, Ashley.
1: Tati and Shabilko. Um, I I think we all wrote Tati first. And not just because of the game he just had. Um, these matchups scream Tati. Um, and then like we've already said a couple times, the Philly matchups, their games this weekend look good. Um, the only striker they I feel like have hardly ever had, and at least I've had this season, is Prisp. Um, so those are our two consensus picks, and then blaine and I will fight about the third one.
2: Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, My third one in my roster right now is Johnny Russell. Um, Seven Goals in seven straight games. Um, Matchups that are favorable to them. I don't trust the L.A. defense that much. Um, Minnesota, it's at Minnesota. That's a tough game, but this is one that's seen a lot of goals lately. This gets really heated. This is a prime matchup for Russell to really make something happen. I think when you're dealing with it right now, seven straight games with the goal puts Russell on top of the Russell versus Shallowy debate for now. Shallowy has cooled off a little bit. He also went and did internationals and then came back and rested after that. Maybe picked up a slight knock in training just from all the extra stuff going on. So a little bit there. But if you want to go for a single game week guy, this is your spot to grab a single game week guy. And Arango versus a potentially rotating Seattle team. Um, defense in the midweeks is always a little interesting with Seattle. Paolo is out. So we'll have to see what's going on there. Like, Arango's your single game week guy if you want one this week. Yeah. That's your option to take. And it's mostly because he's been in form. And you can throw him on your bench with the first game, see the score. And if you don't like it, you can pivot to something else. It's really easy to make it work.
1: Well, and they're fighting for playoffs too, not to, not to cut you off, but right now the LAFC is below the line for the first time in franchise history. So, yeah. you know, they're going to throw everything they have at it for sure.
0: I'm going to throw out uh, some names real quick. Cause I got to go help. Uh, My wife just texted me and said our baby is stronger than me and has a death wish. So he's probably trying to crawl off the bed. Uh, I like Tati. I like Shabilko, I like Russell. Uh, I really wanted some sporting Kansas city coverage this week. And I think Russell has some of the consistency that I want. Uh, Also good Kamara. Not sure. Dallas, maybe uh, not sure about their consistency. Uh, Joseph Martinez. I'm worried about his consistency as well. And DK's name I threw out there. I kind of thought about him, but I just, I don't know about those. I like these other matchups better, but I do like those guys. Uh, and so I'm going to bounce. You all keep going. And if uh, that's all that I end up being able to do for tonight, uh, just so everyone knows, good luck as always.
1: Um, and then after,
2: before you jump in one yeah. last name, one last name that I'm going to throw out there is kind of my other one to fill Reed's spot too, is I think you could go with Klamala as a safe option this week as well. DC and then Montreal at home. I think those are good ones. Klamala has been playing well lately He's on PKs. He's he's had a good scoring consistency to him. Sure. So two games, I expect a goal somewhere in those two games. And I'm not seeing a ton of double goal guys or two scoring action guys this week. I'm really struggling behind Tati and Shabilko and maybe Russell. I'm struggling to find where two goals are coming from, and that's where my Russell pick is into. He's just been so consistent on one, and maybe an assist if they really get it going. So I think Klamala is definitely in play this week. He's usually only a one scoring action guy, but I think that's the best you're going to get. So you're going to take the best chances you have for a single scoring or a single scoring action guy.
1: Yeah.
2: And so I that's mean, why I'm here.
1: Uh, so the, the players that I like to pick out of my team are Tati Prisb, And then I'm looking at Ferreira for Dallas. I just liked them this weekend. Um, they seem to really click even without Peppy, which was interesting. Um, I'm not I'm not not gonna take Johnny Russell, but every game he's scored in in all of his seven, it's just a goal in minutes. And he's only gotten more than seven points in two of those last seven games. So for me, and a lot of it's because of the players around him. So he's not always the only one scoring. I feel like sporting spreads the rel- the wealth really well. Um and without Polito, without Charlie, I think most goals are going to come through him. Um, but I'm not super sold on it. I, I like Dallas is out of the class, They have nothing to lose. Um, so I, I, am inclined to like this. This is a bench spot for me too. This isn't someone I'm starting. Um, I like Reed shout for DK. Uh, I don't know what to make of, of Orlando. I, I, I am interested in Ola Kamara. Um, but again, I'm, I don't know what to make of what happens to D.C. this past weekend and how seriously to take that. But I think Ola is a is a good look as well. And then if you want to throw a differential out there um, with a home game against Orlando and then going to D.C., who may or may not be leaking goals. We're not totally sure. Barry for Columbus is who will play with Zarda's hurt. And that kid has put in goals when he's been starting um he's no one's first pick I think even just calling him a differential is a reach um but uh, we haven't given Columbus any coverage this week which is just because they've been inconsistent it's not necessarily like a knock on us but um he's who's gonna play I, I would I'm assuming um with with Zardes out it's not something I want to touch but I think if you're trying to do something Kind of crazy. I think that that's an interesting team to go to for strikers and maybe for middies too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's not. It. Go ahead.
2: You, you said his name, and I just I can't do DK. Sure. I I you just burned, yeah. Columbus. Well, it's not even that he burned me. I like. I'd love to see him do well, but Columbus has been getting their defenders back. wormcore has been starting. Mm-hmm. Their wormcore and Mensa is a formidable pair. That's I a tell. road game. Yep. The wingbacks don't really matter in that squad quite as much. They rotate those guys anyway. I don't like that. And then you're talking about Nashville.
1: Yeah, two other formidable center backs.
2: Yeah. If they don't rotate. Nashville's leading the league in clean sheets this year. They're getting them on the road almost more than at home. Sure. Like, at home, they press a little bit more. On the road, they just bunker, and they say, if you can't beat us, we only need to poach a goal, and we're done. Yeah.
1: Like well. the only thing, the only counter to that, I would say, I completely agree with you about Nashville, but they rotated their second game of this last double game week significantly. Mm-hmm. So if you put big, strong Daryl DK up against two rotated center backs and a rotated defense, I think that's the only game worth looking at. But that's the second game, so yeah, yeah, it's just, not even worth waiting for if that makes sense. But Yeah, I just, I can't, I
2: can't endorse DK, and I can't. Mm-hmm. I know read put him on his list as a guy to talk about but I don't think that's a helpful shout out at that point. I would, sure. I would rather go Bill Bruin than it's going to play then, then DK this week. I just, I don't sure. trust it enough. I wish I we was Kat's, here to hear you say that. Yeah. And I know chat's <laughs> talking about him. Um, Cause you said Ferreira, which I love that shout. I know somebody else is talking about, do we go Ferreira? Do we go O'Brien? Um, I'm, Pepe came in off the bench. There's rumor okay. of a potential injury. Maybe transfer stuff is going there, and they just wanted to cameo him and keep him fresh if they keep him. Yeah. I don't know what's up, but I'm gonna say proceed with caution with Pepe. Yes. Any day now, there could be news of a transfer break. Yep. I don't know if all the leagues are shut down where they can't transfer, but if they're keeping him healthy for a transfer and only trying to keep his fitness up by playing him a little bit, just watch out for that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was a fluke. If you see him start the, start the RSL game on Wednesday and you want to go with him, like absolutely go with him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bag on Pepe. He's been Mm -hmm. solid.
1: Yep. America striker.
2: Yeah. I do think Dallas is a little bit of scoring by committee. Some weeks it's Ferreira, some weeks it's, it makes it it's sometimes, sometimes it's like far off the bench. Like we just I don't there seems like there's a brace in every game, but you can't pick who it is. Sure. So I say proceed with caution with Dallas in general. Sure. But especially with Pepe because there is some rotation and some rest issues there going on. Yep. Oh may have had a cut on his foot that kept him out. So we'll just have to see. Okay. I could be proceed with caution with Dallas. I don't think you're wrong in looking at Dallas this week. But just be careful with that one because of rotation.
1: We all we have left really to talk about is captains. We, we didn't have a ton of switcher options. I feel like we kind of covered that in the, in the body of things, but um, I'll go first. Cause I typed something out. I, I'm, I'm captaining Barco or Marino this week.
0: Um,
1: I'm leaning towards Barco as well for my Atlanta midfielder. Um I think there's some other good captain shouts. Um, I think Tati is an interesting captain shout. Um, I, you know, I'm not. I don't know if I think Krylak is, has a lot of legs to it. Um, we do tend to talk about middies when we talk about captains, but um, I'm definitely leaning leaning towards towards Barco um, or a Atlanta midfielder um, as my captain choice for this week.
2: Yeah, I. I'm with you there. Like, that's one of the names that's popped across my list is going Barco. I wish we had a little more consistency from Montiero because he would be my easy captain pick. Somebody ran the numbers, and he hasn't quite hit double digits since coming back, but his numbers are up there for, like I said, not getting on the score sheet as much. We're Uh not seeing him get to production, but the fantasy points are there. If he ever turns that back into goals and assists, watch out because he's right back on top. Sure. I just – and this could be the week he does it. That's what's giving me pause. Like part of me just wants to go Montiero full bore and just let it go. Um, I think Tati's probably my forward shout. Just if you're trying to make up ground, if you need to make some moves, you're looking for big scores and you're going to gamble on a forward. I think Tati gets it. Shabilko has been close to multiple scoring actions lately. But I'm talking to some Philly fans and they're calling him a very selfish player. He could have, he could have probably had three assists last week, but he went for goal himself. And so yeah, you you kind of gotta you kinda gotta worry about that when you get into these games. Um, if he ever just gets a little bit more team oriented and passes the ball, I think his value would go way up. But then again, this is the same setup that just saw Miami score eight goals. So you're kind of, it's kind of hard to ignore that matchup. I think you're between Atlanta and Philly though, unless you go Tati, which Tati would be a great shout this week to make some moves. I'm undecided. I may, because I'm out of Champions League, I may just go Montiero and see if I can make up some ground in the overall standings and have some fun with it because I like that Philly matchup way too much.
1: I go Wagner. He scores more than Monty does right now. <laughs> um well we've never had to end without reed so i'm not really sure what to say now because <laughs> well, actually, <what laughs> do you have what
2: what plugs do you have
1: oh i don't have i i it's gonna sound so cheesy again but i want to plug spence he was fourth for the round last week just he's not crushing champions league in the way that i think most people would like i think he's like 71st or something yeah um but I'm just really impressed with his second half of the season. So I'll plug uh, that guy who lives with me. Spencer, my husband.
2: Yeah. Um you have
1: plugs? I don't have any. Uh,
2: not really. No plugs this week. Um, our draft league is winding down. We're hitting up the finals. I know we've got some people in chat that are playing. I know we've got, uh, what, Tyler Ranch is in the final for his league. I just got bumped up to the final in nice. my league. Um, playing against a guy Geostorm from the Discord server. So that's going to be a fun matchup. Um, if you want to get in on draft, just check us out on the on Discord. We've got a draft channel. Ask one of the admins to get in there if you're not. And we're looking at possibly expanding next year and adding a fourth league because there's been enough Discord interest. So if you are interested in playing, let us know. No. And I think that's a good segue to the plugs Reed would normally have. Mm-hmm. Look him up, mlsfantasyboss.com, at mlsfantasyboss on Twitter, and the mlsfantasyboss Discord. Um, we're getting really close to 1,000 people, so invite your friends. Let's see if we hit that 1,000 mark at the end of the season. Yeah. It would be a great way to finish out the year. And Reed already said it, but just to make sure everybody's got it, um,
1: good luck this week. Yeah. It's going to be a good second-to-last round.